I was reintroduced to an old acquaintance the other day, and in making small talk I asked, how's it going? To which he responded, every day above ground is a great day. Oh really, I said, so you'd just be miserable as a coal miner, eh? What? Well, I'm wondering, would you hate life as a deep sea diver? No, what I meant was, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I know what you meant. Seriously though, what are you up to? Well, I'm getting ready to take the real estate test, he said, so I can cash in on this seller's market and start flipping houses. Boring. I jumped right back into my previous line of questioning. Is that because you couldn't see yourself as a subway conductor? <laughs> no, it's just that every day above ground is a good day. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. So does that mean being in a mausoleum or in an urn on someone's knickknack shelf is a good day? He started to get frustrated. So I just went to my next question. Do you listen to podcasts? Because today we're going to talk about free stuff, gratuitous nudity, and too much money as we cash in on some joshing around. We finally finished rewatching all the Jurassic films, and without a doubt, DePratt definitely revives that franchise. Watching all the movies has got me thinking like a big monster movie producer now. For example, I was in the shower this morning when a mosquito flew by. Instinctively, I grabbed him, opened up my hand to see him twitching just a little bit before I let hot water run over his body. He spilled out of my hands onto the tile floor where I stepped on him for good measure before the water carried him down the drain. In an effort to keep it casual, I put on some skinny chinos and a pair of Vans today, and when I looked down, felt like I was wearing someone else's legs. As I finished off the outfit, I realized how important it is to have a belt whose thickness matches what the belt loops can accommodate. If the belt's too skinny, it's going to bounce around in the loops, and that's not going to make anyone happy. Yet, if the belt's too thick, it's going to be uncomfortable to get it in and could cause a tear. So, you see how essential it is to have the right size belt for your belt loops, which is also why premarital sex is important. I don't want to go into the details, but I think you know what I mean. I don't mean to be rude, but typically anything that comes after that statement is going to be rude. A lot of times, people will follow an off-putting comment with, just kidding. They're not, though. They meant every word they said. English is full of simple slights like that. Speaking of slights, an examination on CEO pay titled Rewarding or Hoarding was released today, compiled by Congressman Keith Ellison of the great state of Minnesota. What the report finds is that CEO pay here in the United States, when compared to workers at the same company, averages 339 to 1. Of the 225 companies surveyed, CEOs at 188 of those companies make what's equal to that of 100 workers at their company. In fact, a worker would have to work for 45 years to earn pay that's equal to one year's salary for the CEO. All this data comes from the Dodd-Frank Financial Reform Act of 2010. It took eight years for it to come to light because corporate lobbyists have been fighting it all the way. To combat inequality, some cities are levying additional taxes on companies whose CEO pay is so out of line. In fact, in Portland, Oregon, if a company has a CEO making 100 times more than the average worker, they're taxed an additional 10%. The tax goes up to 20% if the CEO makes 250 times or more. Now, I'll agree that the survey itself is flawed in the fact that the ratio skews higher for a company that has a lot of seasonal or part-time workers. Though, when compared to CEOs worldwide, American C-suite executives make four times more than their worldwide equivalents. But 
This is a good thing because it helps prove American exceptionalism every time our executives pull their yachts into the harbors of Monte Carlo. The same can be said for Marina di Capri or Porto Servo. How do I know? I do a lot of exploring on Google Maps, so I've seen the size of the yachts in Monaco, and I'm here to tell you they dwarf anything in the American Yacht Harbor. I love vacationing on Google Maps, and I suggest you do the same. Go to anywhere in the world you want to be and get on a street level until you reach intimacy. Of all the cities worldwide, I'm most intimate with my hometown, which is why I wish I could combine Google Maps with a driving video game so I could safely race through the streets of town using my intimate knowledge to dominate in a virtual cannonball run. Released in 1981, Cannonball Run is a cameo-driven comedy about a car race from Connecticut to California, starring Burt Reynolds, Dean Martin, and a young Jackie Chan, among others. It's also the first movie I saw nudity in, well, almost, only because Adrienne Barbeau stopped the zipper on her jumpsuit just short of the promised land when trying to get out of a ticket. Instead, I had to wait until 1985 when Joyce Heiser proved that she wasn't just one of the guys. I'm not sure if catching a sight of skin is such a rite of passage for women as it is for young men, but these days it's gotten a lot easier. When I was a kid, it was scrambled porn or finding some sort of magazine in an empty lot. Today, it's just about stumbling across the website. In fact, I caught my kids last summer on their Kindles looking at Croatian cock, and it was a terrifying moment to be sure. They don't use Kindles anymore. While I already regret asking the question, what was your first memory of nudity? You want to share it with the show? At Joshua Around on Twitter or joshuaaround at gmail.com if you want me to read it as an email. I remember finding a dirty magazine in an empty lot for the last time when I found a magazine called Score, which represented women with extremely huge tees. This happened to be their boob cruise edition, and it's something that I can't unsee. Pornography's long since migrated online, with most of it being free, which confused me for a while until all these Russian hacking scandals came to light. And now I realize the Russians are just trying to undermine democracy by flooding us full of pornography, distracting us, and convincing a generation of men that women like to be. Come on, this is supposed to be a comedy show. I got a little off the rails there, and for that I apologize. I will say, though, that the best things in life were meant to be free, and by that I mean fish, fruit, and sex, until man's law came and ruined everything. Luckily, in part because of all that free porn, the 21st century will belong to women. You can trust me on this, I come from a family of innovators, and my dad's already on board. To the women leading us into the 22nd century, I wish you all the best in righting all the wrongs mankind has created along the way. Let's right a wrong now, though, by ending this show. Whether you're above or below, I trust it was a good day. If nothing more, it pays to think that way. From CEOs to IOUs, the only real difference is how much there is to lose in the race back to our birthday suits. No matter if you're tightening your belt or getting too big for your britches, take a mental cruise, go offline, and be sure to stay in the loop the next time we harbor a feeling to start joshing around. <laughs>